me get this thing started. Thank you for tuning in to Muse by Mariah, the podcast where we dive deep into discussing minds, body, and soul. Welcome back to another episode of Muse by Mariah, the podcast. I have been slacking. Kind of okay, because you always need your rest days. But then I'm like, oh my God, I need to do another podcast episode. It's been a month already. Where did the time go? And today's episode is about what is social anxiety how to deal with social anxiety, whether it's within yourself or with friends, family, someone else. And I actually was having a little bit of anxiety this morning and I was like trying to figure out a way, like what can I do? Because I wanted to go to the gym, but I'm really, really sore. So I was like, why don't I just record the episode about social anxiety because I'll be talking about it and maybe it'll make me feel better. So here we are. It is two, 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 two. Um, which is a very significant number and angel numbers. It's really good to put some positivity into the universe today, elevate at a high frequency, do things that make you feel good, make you feel better. So that's what we're going to do today. So what exactly is social anxiety? Again, I feel like it's one of those terms that is kind of loosely thrown out there without much background information. Um, A lot of people kind of use it to I don't know, as a trend sometimes, which is not cool. But social anxiety, which is also known as social phobia or SAD, SAD, social anxiety disorder, is especially common now post-pandemic. And it's when you have everyday interactions can cause irrational anxiety and fear. You can have self-consciousness and embarrassment just for doing the slightest things and You might even realize that people are not even looking at you, but you're overwhelming yourself with all of these assumptions and thoughts that someone's talking about you, someone's looking at you, and just not wanting to be in the public eye because of this. And social anxiety can even be caused due to the littlest things like ordering a pizza over the phone, which honestly, thank God we don't really have to do that anymore. And apps and technology exist because I hated ordering a pizza over the phone. Um, But it can also have to do with going to the supermarket, going to the gym, any environment that you don't feel safe in can cause this social anxiety. Now, obviously, social anxiety is unique to every person in every situation, but it's hard to say whether there could be a particular trigger for social anxiety Um, Like I know for myself, I just, when I feel like I'm in a bad situation or a bad vibe, I start hyperventilating or sometimes there can be like extra triggers. Like if there's a lot of people in one small space, I can get overwhelmed and I usually get a lot of my social anxiety when I go to the gym, which is why I try to go when it's slow. Um, But if I happen to go and it's not slow, I try to go to like the quietest place in the gym just so I don't get overwhelmed with the amount of people that are there. And I don't like when I feel like there's eyes on me. It makes me freak out. It makes me nervous. And I've left the gym early just because of this, because I can't focus on my workout. All I can think about is like, I'm about to throw up right now. Like I'm sick to my stomach and I start sweating. My hands get really clammy and the main 
symptom that I realize when I start getting my anxiety attacks in public is that I start feeling nauseous. And then when I start thinking about the anxiety that I have, obviously the anxiety gets worse to the point where I'm like, I need to be in a safe space. And a majority of the time that's either in my car, um, if I'm in a public place and I need to like get out right away, I always sit in my car for a few minutes afterwards just until I can calm myself down. Or sometimes I can't even calm myself down in my car that I don't really feel the relief of the anxiety is until I get home in my room in my bed. And then the other warning signs that you could potentially be having a social anxiety attack besides the nausea and the sweating and the sweaty palms is you can feel lightheaded or dizzy. Uh, You'll have that racing heart feeling, which is the absolute worst The only time it feels good is when you're on a roller coaster. Other than that, no. Uh, You can start trembling. I actually do tremble. I look at my fingers sometimes and like I'll see that I'm shaking and then I'm like, then I start working myself up and I'm like, okay, there's the anxiety. I feel it. I feel it. And then the upset stomach, your face can feel flushed. Like you'll feel your cheeks get really hot. And those are all the other warning signs. Now, a lot of people get confused about what the difference between being shy and having social anxiety is, and there is a huge difference. Usually, people who are shy are more on the introverted scale, and they enjoy spending time alone. They find comfort in being by themselves, whereas someone who has social anxiety wants to go out and do all these things, wants to say yes when they're invited to go to the club or to go out to dinner or to go out and do a fun activity. But the thought of going out physically makes them sick and anxious. There have been so many times where people invite me to go out and I so want to go, but I know the second that I get to wherever it is I'm going, I just start to feel anxious and a lot of my close friends know this about me, which is why I have like a one social event per week thing that I do is like, okay, if I socialize once this week, then I feel like, you know, I've accomplished something. Like I feel content with myself, but if I'm socializing too many times per week, that's when I start to feel overwhelmed and anxiety. And depending on where it is, like if you're saying, oh, let's go out, um, I don't know, somewhere far away that gives me anxiety too. And I'm like, I just can't process the thought of having to be in a social setting. Oh my God. And another thing is when I'm invited to somewhere and I don't know anybody else that's going, just don't invite me. I can't do it. But I'm also extremely hard on myself if I don't feel like I'm socializing enough. So like for the month of January, obviously it's really cold. It's shitty to go out. But I had a ski trip planned that I went on like two weeks ago and it was a whole weekend. And I was like, okay, like this is enough socializing to get me through for the month. Like I feel content because it was just a lot and a very simulating environment. And if I don't have that one, you know, social event that I go to per month and I'm like, okay, Mariah, you need to like go out and like reach out to somebody and try to grab dinner with them or go out Um, for drinks or even like taking myself out, like going to a bookstore, going shopping by myself. Those are all social things to me that put me in a social environment where I feel like I need to adapt socially. That was a lot of socials in that one sentence, but you get what I mean. 
And it's funny, not funny, but I, I don't know. I just always say things are funny. It's just funny to me to have conversations with other people who don't feel like this. And like, they're always wanting to go out constantly. You invite them somewhere. It's always a yes. They have something planned, like almost on a daily basis. And I'm like, whoa, don't you want to just like chill for a second? But I think it's like a perfect balance for my type of personality because having these types of people around you, as long as they're a good influence and they're influencing you to do good things and positive things, it's good to have someone who's like that because they're pushing you out of your comfort zone. So honestly, if I didn't have the friends that I had and I had friends who were all like me, I probably would never go out ever. So having these friends, they push me to go out and want to do things is extremely important to me. And another thing that's important to me is having people who understand that I can only take being out in public for so long. Like having those friends who understand your social anxiety and understand, I just like dragged out anxiety. Having friends who understand your social anxiety and understanding why you may say no to going out or why you may not want to do certain things is important too because you want to feel validated in your feelings because what you're going through is valid. A lot of people are going through it, especially now post-pandemic when we've been stuck inside for so long. Yeah, some people are like, oh my God, I need to go out. I need to branch out. But a lot of people are like, wow, this is this is what I've been waiting for. So having people understand that and not pressure you into doing something outside of your boundaries and outside of your comfort zone is just as important as having that conversation with yourself. So to kind of ease into the end of this short but sweet but knowledgeable podcast episode is first what a summary of what social anxiety is. We discussed the difference between being a shy person and shyness compared to social anxiety, which is wanting to go out and do these things, but feeling that pressure and anxiety of thinking of going to these places. So you're coming up with these irrational anxieties and fears and being self-conscious and embarrassed in social settings. Then the second thing is how to kind of overcome that within yourself. And that's really a journey within itself because you're not going to be able to change on a daily basis. And obviously you can't try to change if you're not putting yourself in a situation to change. So if you're listening to this now and you're like, oh, I experienced this a lot, but you're not going out into a social setting to kind of see what triggers you, how you can react to those triggers and kind of deal with them in a positive way, then you're just going to stay in the same predicament. So like I had mentioned before, I try to tell myself, you know, a weekly thing where I go out and I be in a social setting to kind of test myself. And the gym is one of the biggest triggers. So like I will not step foot into a gym at like the hours between four and seven o'clock. That's just a no-go because I know the amount of people that are there and it just stresses me out. Even the thought of it right now is stressing me out. But telling myself that, you know, I'm still going to go to the gym. I'm just going to go to the gym at a time where I feel most comfortable between like the hours of 10 and one o'clock. I'm still going to the social setting I'm not forcing myself to work out at home and I'm kind of 
dealing with that fear. And another thing that I've been trying to overcome is that social setting in a bar or a club atmosphere. I just am so turned off from going to a bar and a club. I hate feeling the pressure of having to have a drink. I hate just that anxious feeling that I get of the thought of going out to a bar. It's just not fun. But I want to be able to be happy and want to do things that my friends want to do or family wants to do without feeling this pressure on me. So that's something that I am working on. But like I said, it's a journey and we're taking it step by step. And the last thing for people who are kind of on the opposite side, you're the extroverted friend or family member who is kind of always the one who makes plans and wanting to go out and do all these fun things is just being understanding of other people's time, feelings, emotions, and just being there for them when they need you to be. It's not anything against you if someone says no, but being that positive influence and knowing when someone's at their breaking point or seeing that they're becoming anxious by your persistent you know, questions or asking to go out a lot, it's not you, it's them. And I know that's so cliche. And a lot of the times it's actually them and not you, but in this case, it's different. So it's just about being a supportive and loving friend or family member and understanding that we're all going through shit every day. You can also continue your mindfulness techniques and journaling. You can kind of get those anxious thoughts out of your head, out of your body, and onto a piece of paper. For me, it makes me feel so much better, or I like to move my body. I like to work out, do yoga, or even just kind of meditate and stretch to kind of just calm the nervous system down. So these are all great mindfulness techniques. If you're an artist, create art. If you like listening to music, try to listen to like feel good music. Um, I actually have a vibe out playlist that has all amazing music and has frequency levels that kind of calm your nervous system down instead of listen. Of course, I like to listen to my rap music. I like to listen to my bad bunny, but sometimes it doesn't help me if I'm feeling anxious. It can actually make your anxiety a lot worse when you're listening to this upbeat and like hardcore music. So you need that vibe out chill playlist. And I can actually share that with you guys on Apple Music. Uh, you can add me on Apple Music to download my workout playlist as well. And yeah, make sure you check out my website. I am posting a lot of content in February because February is just such a busy month. We have Super Bowl coming up. We have Valentine's Day coming up. And if you like to cook and you like to cook kind of healthy, then make sure you check out the recipes tab on my site because I'm doing a whole Super Bowl finger foods recipe reel on there. So you can try to get some of your recipes before game day on there. And again, I'm going to try to be more consistent with these podcast episodes. And if you don't already, make sure you follow me at musebymariah underscore on Instagram. And if you made it to the end of this episode, then you'll hear me say thank you because I really, really, really appreciate everyone's love and support. And yeah, thanks, guys.